All right, folks, welcome to an edition of WTBR Berkshire Sports Talk Now. My name is Sean Cronin. I am here by myself today, my good partner, Robbie Zucker, not feeling too hot. But we've got a lot to do today. And we're going to start off with a little... Somebody's calling already here. Let's see who we got going on here. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Hey, it's your broadcast partner. What's going on, buddy? Hey, buddy. Good morning. Flying by the seam hey. of my pants here, man. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> no problem. You're doing great, man. It sounds good. Yeah, it's just uh, this COVID thing. What a bunch of crap, huh? Unbelievable. I, so, I tell uh, you, you, I was just talking to my father on, on my way here. You, you just cannot catch a break, my friend. It's awful. You can't catch a break. Five days of quarantine now, and, uh, you know, all the procedures this week canceled. I got to call the hospital and all these places. But I'm okay, man. I'm going to walk outside today. It's a beautiful day, and, uh, you know, just stay positive. But it's, this has become intolerable, I have to be honest with you. That's why people need to get vaccinated. And uh, I'm all for these vaccinations because, like, like I said, it's just become ridiculous. I am so I'm, 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 I'm going I'm I'm to I'm I'm keep my hand out of the vaccination talk because it's like well, it's like you know, I, it's, you, it's, it's like yeah. I heard what Bill Maher said on TV the other night. It's like you give or, or not Bill Maher, Jesse Waters on Fox. He said, "You give a dog two rabies shots, then you give him an extra rabies shot, like an extra booster, and then he gets rabies." It's like that's yep. the same thing as like COVID. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you even? In, you know, want vaccines yeah. anymore? No, it's like you're almost yeah, better yeah, not just, getting one. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just crazy. It's just crazy the whole thing. And uh, how about so that? How about that? Do? How about that game last night? Carolina blowing the biggest yeah. lead in halftime history. It broke my heart. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about you, and I was texting you throughout the game. And you know, an interesting thing about that game last night was, you know, in the first half, you look at what Carolina was doing. They slowed the game down and slowed it down, and they were getting good shots, penetrate, they were able to hit shots. The second half, I mean, they basically they shot 28%. It looks and like they went. It looks it. like they went into the locker room at halftime and, and did a bunch of like uh, you know they they drank like a case of Red Bull each player because they were just they were they were just just running down the court and just shooting the ball from half court like every 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 time they got the ball. I'm going, what? Why did they alter their game plan from half to half? I didn't understand that at all last night. Yeah, I, I think what happened too actually is is they you know why what I was telling you before the game was I told you eventually that the big front of, you know, of McCormick and those guys were really going to take over and get those guys in foul trouble, get Carolina in foul trouble. And that's what happened towards the end of the game. You know, unfortunately, you know, the kid in the middle, he played a terrific game, um, which we call Rondo, and uh, he played fantastic. But they and they screwed up his ankle, and that really messed things up. And unfortunately, you know, I think what happened is they just started taking a lot of bad shots, but those bad shots were because Kansas' defense I mean, they can't just start playing up tempo, and you can see, you know, Barkley's comments happen. It's like, what are they doing? You know, what are these guys doing? And in the second half, they just started to, uh, you know, exert their their front court, exert their back. What are y'all doing, bunch shot. of What are y'all doing, bunch of knuckleheads? That's not how you play this game. Come on, you <laughs> knucklehead. No, that uh, I tell you, I tell you, Kansas, Kansas has been a second half team this entire tournament. Yeah, you know, well, that's exactly what they did to Miami, and that's I pick, that's why I picked them to win the whole thing. I just felt that they. That their athleticism, and you know, and like you know, we've criticized Bill Self before, but I got to give him a lot of credit last night. But you know, he didn't give himself credit. So the team basically came in there and said, "This is what we're going to do." But you could see there was much more up tempo, much better pace, guards' pace was quicker, um, a lot of inside play, some great shots from the outside. 
And then, unfortunately, I think they just ran out of gas, North Carolina. I as, really as, do. I as, a Carolina, as, as a Carolina fan, I will forever be able to say that we knocked out Coach K at the Cameron oh, Indoor yeah, Center, great, and then we knocked him out of the Final about. Four. First time in 257 yeah. meetings they met in the tournament, and we right. knocked Coach K out. And as, as, a, as a lifelong fan of Carolina basketball, because that's where I was, you know, I was raised in North yeah, Carolina until I was right. 10 when I moved up with my father, but I've always been a North Carolina fan. And to be able to say, to, I know a lot of people that are Duke fans, and I can go, ha ha, knocked you out. Yep, uh, we will forever have that. And congrats to Hubert Davis, man, the coach for the, yeah, for the Tar Heels, because halfway through the season, people were questioning that hire. Saying, what are they doing hiring that that guy? You know, he was he was an assistant for a lot of years, but you know, they were saying they should have gone for you know, called Gonzaga, ask him about their head coach. You know, they should have right. shot big, shot for the moon, but they made the right move. And I love the guy. And you know, he he was crying when they beat uh, Duke. You know, and uh, the guy started making me cry. I was so emotionally involved with that with with this this program yeah, was, in this it tournament. It was amazing. Around. It was great. And you know, yeah, kind of, kind of feel. Have a good game. And how about the, how about the, the Billy Goat place for Carolina? The, the you know the white guy with the long hair and the beard. They call him <laughs> they call him a freshman or something or, or, or a sophomore. I don't know, but he's no man. Who manic? Who manic? Manic, yes. No um, manic. He's a, he's a graduate, actually, I believe. Okay, but he seems so. like he's been in the NCAA for twenty five years, doesn't it? Well, yeah, well, he was with Oklahoma for <laughs> right. a day. Yeah, he was he transferred. He's a transfer student. But so. he's a hell of a player. I I, I love watching oh, him play. He he could he could play inside and he could take the outside shot too. So you know, the, North Carolina has nothing to be upset about. They oh God, no, they uh, have a tremendous run. They're an eight seed, you know, and they and they had a great second half. They beat they beat them down. You know, they beat Duke uh, on their home court and uh, beat them what three times this year. And I mean. Yeah, they're an amazing run. It's just that they ran out of the gas, and unfortunately, they shot 28% in the second half. They got outscored, I think it was, what, 40, 49 to uh, But just to have a 15-point lead, like just no, to have a 15-point lead at halftime is just such a buzzkill to have that oh, happen. Oh, yeah, you know, I, thought, thought, I said, I said forget it. There's no way they're coming back. I, I didn't think there was any way they were going to come back. And then all of a sudden, I dozed off for a couple minutes. I woke back up, and Kansas was down by three points. I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious, what's going on here? So I took like a three-hour nap yesterday evening just so I could stay up to well, watch the game. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you did. You know, and it's, yeah. it's, it's you know, and that's that's the that's the crazy thing. Why start a game at nine twenty at night? Oh, it's not. It's I mean, not I know they do like, it for the West Coast, but I mean, come on, nine twenty at night. I mean, you know, I, I was listening to you know my buddy Adam Shine the other day, and Adam Shine, and he had yeah, a guy yeah. call in and said that him and his son are, are big Carolina fans, and his kid's eleven years old. And they watched every game together, and he goes, I'm going to let my son skip school tomorrow so he can watch the game. And he goes, and he's going to go down and take a nap. And, you know, we're, we're both going to go down and take a nap so we can be up at 9.20 at night to watch a college basketball game. And it's, it, it, the, the women's game actually started, I think, at like 7 o'clock the night before. How about, how about UConn getting dominated, by the way? Yeah, they got beat big time by South Carolina. Yeah, congratulations to South Carolina. That's amazing uh Amazing year for the first for the, time. Uh, first time Gino Ariemi's ever talk. lost in a, in a strange a, game, huh? <laughs> first time Ariemi's ever lost in a in a championship game. Right, he's right, been yeah, to plenty of them. So well. I was going to say, there's enough of them already. They're probably getting sick and tired, like they did of Dean, of uh, not Dean Smith, of, uh, of Coach K, who did an amazing job this year with the younger team. Duke's going to be back next year. They're going to be even better because they're going to have more experience and so forth. But uh, Man, that Kansas team was good. I wonder. I wonder how what kind of player McCormick's going to be as far as the pros goes. I mean, he's got good low post moves. 
you know, a lot of guys, you know what I love about college basketball, though, when I, as opposed to watching the NBA, because you know me, I don't love the NBA very much, is the fact that in, in college basketball they play defense. In college basketball they post up. You know, they look for each other. And there's too much self-indulgence in, in the NBA, but, you know, it's like, uh, and that's the problem. But the, there was a great run. The whole, the whole year was fantastic for college basketball. It was really an amazing return. I mean, I had Villanova and Kansas in the, uh, you know, in the Final Four. The other, the other bracket I screwed up. But I had, I had Kansas winning the whole thing. And, uh, you know, and they, the congratulations. I mean, Bill Self has definitely become a much better coach, I would say this. I mean, they had a lot of good programs. I mean, whether it was Tulsa, I believe, and then uh, off to Illinois and put that you know, program on the map again and then off to Kansas. And it's interesting, too, because uh, both he and, and Hubert Davis, uh, were preceded, you know, by, by the same guy. You know, it's pretty amazing. So, and uh, you know, as far as uh, Lloyd Williams coaching Kansas leaving, go to North Carolina, and of course, Lloyd Williams retiring last year, and Hubert Davis taking over uh, for North Carolina. So, anyway, listen, man, I'm gonna let you take some calls, and I know Ralph wants to join in and stuff. So, I'm gonna listen, man. Can I? Can I? just want to. I just want to bring up one. Going solo. Yeah, yeah. I want to bring up one topic to you I before. Baseball for I, I was just gonna bring yeah. up baseball yeah. and the yeah. and the yeah. the complete. Fraudulent Oakland Athletics baseball oh, team. Ridiculous. I mean, they it's traded ridiculous. Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Chris Bassett, yep. Sean Manaya. Yep. I mean, they had a team that could contend for a World Series if they actually added somebody, but they trade all these pieces. I mean, Sean Manaya is only making nine million dollars this year, I know. and that's why a solid question, starting pitcher. Why the Yankees pitcher. go get Sean Manaya? Well, why the Yankees go get Sean Manaya? Why the Red Sox go get Sean Manaya? I, mean, I don't see. I don't understand Cashman. I, I just don't get it. So you're banking on Severino, and you're banking on Nestor Cortez, and you're banking on Jamison Tyon. When, you know, when's when's Jason, Jamison Tyon going to get hurt? Well, but, the Red Sox you know, just put Chris Sale on the 60-day disabled list. So, I you know, saw we're, that. We're I struggling. Saw that, yeah. and, and, and the White Sox go give Johnny Cueto a minor league deal. Johnny Cueto's still got something left in the tank. He's only 36 years old. His I in, he pitched too. really well last year for the Giants. I mean, yeah. I don't understand Absolutely. some of these, like you said, Cashman. Yeah, I mean, I think Cashman has to. Cashman has to have permission to spend from Steinbrenner, and I don't think oh, he's please. getting a lot of permission to spend. But Michael, but like you said, Michael Waka. Oh, the Red Sox saw something in his spin rate last year in his last five starts that they liked. Oh yeah, well give me spin rate and also give me a 5.55 ERA that he had last year. <laughs> give me a break, you know. I mean, Michael Walken, we've signed a 42-year-old Rich Hill, who, by the way, I like Rich Hill. I mean, what a what a renaissance of a career he's had. I mean, that guy's got the filthiest curveball I've ever seen, but, I mean, they're spending yeah, all this money. They're, they're bringing in depth, but there's not enough top rotation. I mean, we're, we're relying on Nathan Evaldi, who I like. Evaldi was great. He's been great the last two years, but he's also had two Tommy John surgeries. He said flexor tendon surgery. He said bone spurs removed out of his elbow. I mean, we're relying on a lot of injury-prone guys. Red Sox, Yankees, both have that in common. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I just, I don't understand why the Yankees or the Red Sox don't make some pitching acquisitions and why, you know, the Padres, obviously, they had some problems with their pitching staff last year and injuries, so that's a great pickup for them. And Manaya pitched so well against the Yankees all the time. Every time he pitched, he pitched well against the Yankees. He so. threw a no-hitter against the Red Sox two years ago. Right, that's right. So there you go. I mean, there's a, there's a guy that could have been out there for both teams. Obviously, he knows the American League well, and now he's going to pitch in the National League. And I, I probably will have a lot of success uh, down in San Diego since I, I guess the league doesn't know him as well. So, yeah. They've got, they've, San well. Diego's got, what, like 12 good starting pitchers now, if they're all healthy? Yeah, I mean, the Padres, <laughs> if the Padres get healthy, they'll be better this year. I mean, it's too bad Tatis is not going to be back. 
you know, for a couple of months because that kid's unbelievable and he's also a great kid. He's great for baseball. He loves, you know, he's good with the young people. So, and can, can we can we say the young can, people back to the game? You know, really. Can honestly. we can we say this too? Only the Mets. You got to oh feel God, for the you? Mets. Degrom out for two and months. Scherzer. Scherzer's hurt now. Only the Mets. I mean, I, I, it's. It's, well, when you sign up a guy who's 38 years old with a $43 million contract, that's a little crazy. I don't care if it's Max Scherz. I don't care who it is. Well, it's Steve it's Cohen playing checkbook baseball. Exactly. So there you go, man. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, man, you sound, you sound good. So, anyway, uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about baseball. We'll definitely do, like, so, so yeah, we'll do, like, Cy Young Award and stuff next week if you want. So I'll be fine. I'm doing all right. It's just it's aggravating, you know. It's, just, it's disgusting. I mean, the fact of the matter is, you know, I hardly go anywhere. And then all of a sudden, I you know I wake up and uh, I get a call from the nurse that, I, that I'm positive again. It's just ridiculous. So, you called me. You were all so excited that, about the show, and then literally five minutes oh later, God. you called me so back it, and said you were yeah, sick. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, yeah, poor the guy. Called, the nurses <laughs> called me. I, I went berserk with the nurses. I said, you got to be kidding me with this nonsense. This is insane. I mean, this is just insane. It's not like I go a lot of places, and uh, it's just it's just ridiculous. It's just are you ridiculous. are you going to watch are you going to watch the Masters this weekend? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at it. Absolutely, yeah. Especially if Tiger's playing, why not? That'll he's be gonna he's gonna shoot a practice something. round today. Tomorrow's the 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 uh, very enjoyable to watch part three tournament, which I love to watch. Yeah, you know, Passover and Easter coming up. You know, I want to be able to celebrate with my friends and everything like that. So hopefully next week I'll be fine. I mean, I mean they want me to quarantine for five days. So I'll quarantine. I'll walk outside today. I gotta walk. It's gorgeous. I was supposed to do some work, some landscaping today, and uh, you know, like getting out there. So, but uh, not, I'm, not right, man. I'm not a big spring training stats guy. But we were talking last yeah. week about the Yankees catcher situation. Did you know that? Did you know that he got he got Shioka leads the, the Grapefruit League in home runs? Yeah, he's got seven home runs. Yeah, More I, than... I like Higgy. You know, but you know, he could hit 215, 220. You know, I think he's better. You know than, he I think he's better than Sanchez. Oh, yeah, well, absolutely, defensively, certainly. Well, you know what? If he hits 230 and he pounds a bunch of home runs, he gives you good defense behind the plate. That's all you need. They got enough offense. You know, get, get the, the idea was to get better up the middle. And uh, the kind of full off is definitely better up the middle than Glavin playing short. And Iggy's better defensively than Sanchez. Now, the question is center field. I mean, Judge is going to play some center field. Hicks is going to play some center field. Gallo will probably play some center field. I got to say the and same thing to you that I Greg say to you Gardner. every week. Greg Gardner's still out there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, let's have a guardy party. Guardy party. Let's make a bench coach for Guardy. I mean, he's a you know he's a pepper pot guy. He'd make a good manager. You know, he's a guy five feisty fiery guy like Girardi. So why not make him a bench coach for crying out loud? Why not? I mean, he's, he's part of the Yankees organization. He's like, he's, he's an original Yankee. And uh, you know, speaking of original Yankees, I mean, not too many left. A judge. Uh, you know, a couple. I mean, the rest of these guys are all trades or you know, free agent acquisitions and so forth. So. I'm looking forward to opening day. I'm looking forward to opening day Thursday. Garrett Cole, Nate Evaldi, two of the hardest throwing starters in the game. That should be a lot of fun to watch. One oh five start no time. Yeah. Too bad we I can't watch a game now. together this weekend because you're sick, you know. But we'll we'll get yeah, we'll get together for some baseball. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know the thing is now that I'm not having these procedures now. Thursday, <laughs> I'll be home to watch baseball all day. Wow, whatever preve. Maybe we maybe we can like maybe we can like do what the, the new trend is with everything these days. Maybe we can do a Zoom baseball meeting game. Watch a, watch a Zoom a Zoom game together. Get some couple cold go. beers and some popcorn and do it over the computer. You know, and be like, yeah, all right, yeah. You know, that'd be fun. Yeah, man. Anyway, so we were supposed to have Rick Sirota on today, and uh, thanks for doing the research. What's the minor league team he owns? Did you find out? The 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 Newark Bears. Oh, that's right. It's the Newark Bears. That's and, right. and he okay. sold. And he, he he bought them in 1998, and he sold them, and you know, founded them in 98, and sold them in 03. Okay, 
that's right. And he owns I two houses in, in, in New Jersey. My father told me the two towns. I can't remember. Woodland Park, I think, oh, okay. was one of them. But you know, yeah, the guy but played for every team in the in the league. He played for ten teams, and you're right. He did play yeah. for the Red Sox. He played for the Expos, <laughs> which is pretty yeah, he cool. Played for the Expos, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick was Rick was a good catcher, and you know the interesting thing is when we have him on, I'll definitely you know ask him about his memories of Thurman Munson playing behind Thurman, playing with Thurman, and and also uh, the memory of the game where August second, where where Munson died, and, and that night Bobby Mercer was good friends with him. Bobby Mercer got a bunch of hits, including the game winning hit. It was just a uh, it's pretty crazy, but uh, Bobby Mercer was my first baseball hero. He wore number one, and he played uh, he played center field. And then when they retired Billy Martin's number, of course, then he wore number two. He came back to the Yankees. But he was traded for Bobby Bonds. So Bonds was in San Francisco, and then uh, and then uh, Bobby was traded to San Francisco, and Bobby Bonds came back to the Yankees, and then the Bobby played for the Cubs, and then came back to the Yankees. But he, he died of brain cancer. Um, he, was, he was an amazing guy, really nice guy. I have friends of mine who knew him personally, and. Uh, one of, the, one of the best guys, and also a terrific broadcaster, too. So, uh, anyway, man, enjoy the show, man, and uh, <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you're there solo, you know. I got the, the, the guy. Like dude. our buddy Beningo used to do. Remember when Joe used to go solo? He used to go going solo. <laughs> well, the guys here are great. They gave me a, a quick crash course on how to run things, and they put little post-it notes everywhere so I could do everything properly. Oh, like, yeah, man. They said this is going to be a beautiful a beautiful disaster up here today, you know? So. Nah, it's, it's not that hard. It really Anybody can be a producer there. Now, look at anybody being an on-air personality. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I think you and I have that down pretty well in terms of the on-air personalities. I think we do a pretty decent job. So, Absolutely, man. So, All right, well, yeah, I'm going to hear you and Ralphie talk, so I'll let you go, buddy. But uh, thanks, for, thanks for the well wishes. You know, I'm just like I said, I mean, I'm just sick of this. And as far as mandates are concerned, you know, it's like everybody's got the right to do what they want in America. I just feel that, that a collective consciousness that goes beyond you know what's going on now i think people should just do the right thing and get boosted like like you know we did when we were kids when we got a rebella shot or a measles shot or whatever so they got a fourth they got they got a second booster shot available for people over 50 did you get that yet or are you planning no, on getting no, that no no but yeah of course i'm gonna get it yeah okay. i just didn't plan on getting it yet but are you gonna, are you gonna get, get the 10th whenever that comes out in six months probably yeah i'll get the, that one yeah plus the free some yeah yeah the booster, do you get boosted for the booster that you got boosted for for the last booster, right? You just keep getting know, boosters. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, but you can't put the sticker on Joe did that either, you know. <laughs> I posted a couple of those this morning on my way here when I stopped to get some water. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, good old, good old I, Joe. I saw gas below, I saw gas below $4 a gallon for the first time in months to, this morning at the uh, the gas station right there by the uh, Classic Car Shop, three ninety nine. Uh, Oh wow! Oh, that's great. Miles that won't last. That won't last long. That's just a little blip on the radar. Well, it's all Putin's fault, right? It's all Putin's fault, right? I'm like, give me a break. Oh yeah, it's all Putin's fault. Yeah. Let's fly. Let's pray for the people in Ukraine too. That's where my family's from. So, hoping that God, it's just. I mean, it's amazing. But I never want to get political on this show. But man, I'll tell you what, we need to go after Putin in some better way than we're doing right now. So, anyway, I'll let you go, man. Listen, carry on, man. I'll, I'll be listening. So it'll, we'll, we'll be together next week in the studio, I guarantee you. Thanks for thanks for calling in, man. I'm like I said, I'm do, I'm doing this thing like this is like brand new to me, so I'm I'm enjoying it. But you yeah, know, this man, is great. So enjoy it, man. You got the calm today. Got the calm. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. All right, Bill. All right. Hey, I'll listen. All right, Bill. Feel better, man. Okay. All right. Love you. Okay. Love That, of course, was Robbie Zucker calling in there, our beloved co-host who is not feeling very well. But uh, that's okay. It was nice to hear from Rob. And we are going to take a little break here. 
the number to call in is 413-445-5943 if you'd like to be a part of the show. We're taking a little break. Sean Cronin here with you on WTBR Berkshire Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Support for WTBR comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union, proud to support high school arts and sports programs to help our community thrive. Greylock Federal, with locations throughout the Berkshires and online at greylock.org. And from BeFair. BeFair is one of the largest premier human service agencies in Berkshire County. If you're looking for services for a loved one or are interested in caring for the people we support, visit BeFair.org today for available opportunities. Support for WTBR comes from Shire Brewhouse at the Stationery Factory in Dalton. Offering music bingo on Tuesdays, trivia on Wednesdays, live comedy or music on Thursdays, and karaoke on Fridays. Find their menu online at shire.beer. Located at 19 Flansburg Ave in Dalton. And from KB Accounting. Having a hard time filling that bookkeeping position? Are you just looking for more transparency from your bookkeeper? Maybe you're so busy you find yourself falling behind on your billing and payments. KB Accounting can help with all that. Online at kbaccountingpittsfield.com or call 464-0245. Support for WTBR comes from Berkshire Community College. BCC provides access to higher education to everyone in Berkshire County and beyond. Offering more than 50 high-quality programs, small class sizes, and an affordable education to help their students of all ages achieve their dreams. At BCC, their middle name is Community. And from County Ambulance providing quality, professional, efficient medical care and medical transportation services to the citizens of Berkshire County. Online at countyamb.com. Okay, we're back here on WTBR Sports Talk, and we have a caller. Hello, caller. You are on the air. Sean, what's happening, buddy? Ralphie, my man, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. You sound great together. I mean, you know, you two on the phone, fantastic, but, you know, you're doing a wonderful job on your own. You know, I, I just listened for a short time. I didn't know the topics, but how about how about the Grom in New York, where they're pinning their hopes on this guy, and with one in one fell swoop, he's he's going by the boards. It's a, it's a rough uh, pill to swallow for the New York Mets, huh? Awful pill to swallow for the Mets, and then Scherzer. Now he's hurt. I mean, that's that, that. Those are your one-two punch at the top of that rotation, which any team would be jealous to have if they were healthy. It's all. It's it's a huge blow. You're a Mets fan, correct? Yeah, always have been. Yeah, that's a tough blow, man. Well, and you it, know, you give the guy a king's ransom, he wants more, and that's just the nature of the game. I don't, I don't fault these guys totally for wanting every penny. I, you know, I get it, 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 kind of, but it's, it's a tough, it's a tough one to swallow for a guy who, you know, if you're trying to make a buck and these guys are making a fortune and they, they show no loyalty, you know, because he, he mentioned how he's going to go free agent. He's not going to be loyal to the Mets, and the you know the best offer is going to land him in the future. That's a, that's a tough one for Mets fans to swallow. Absolutely, and and it's you know the same thing with the Red Sox with Chris Sale. I mean, he's yeah. he's, he's made uh, ten starts in the last three years after getting that huge one hundred and forty-five million dollar extension, and now he's got a stress fracture in his rib. He's on the sixty-day DL, so it's it's tough. 
pitching is so hit or miss, Sean, whether it's bullpen or starting pitching. That that guy, if he just goes off, you know, something happens with that arm. Who's to say that when DeGrom comes back after a rest period, he's not going to do the same thing? And he throws so hard. I mean, he puts max intensity into every pitch. I mean, they, they said he was throwing over 100 miles an hour in spring training. Tone it down a little bit, maybe. I mean, he... The, every the, the, pitch, the got every... The, he's got the stuff yeah, to every guys single out throwing pitch. 94 miles an hour. He doesn't have to throw 100 every pitch. Every single pitch is do or die. You just can't pitch that way. Right. Even Gibson and these guys, you know, before your time didn't, didn't pitch that way. Trust me, Tom Seaver paced himself. These guys did not just go all out every pitch. That's why they go through these pitchers like water. Exactly. And, you know, you speaking of Bob Gibson, my father uh, used to be a contractor, and um, we were gutting out an old house, and I found behind the walls an autographed Bob Gibson baseball card, which is pretty cool. Wow. Black and white well, baseball card. I still have it. I, I, it's in storage, but I still have it, which I think is pretty neat. Gibson had an attitude, Sean, that if you, you know, you hit him the last time, you're going to end up on your fanny the next time. I'm not so sure that's the greatest attitude and <laughs> a little dangerous because that ball's a weapon, but that's what you got when you got Bob Gibson. Yeah, you hit, you hit him, he's going to hit you. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. And, that, and he would actually throw at your head. And that's, that's not saying anything too kind about the guy because you're taking somebody's life in, in your hands, but still in all, that's, that, that was his attitude. Uh, McCarver would go out to the mound, Sean, and uh, start to suggest something. He'd say, you know, turn around, go back where you came from. I'm in charge here. <laughs> that's great. That's like Pedro Martinez-esque. <laughs> well, he, he went after people's heads, too. He wasn't exactly very kind on the mound. but uh, yeah. So what did you think of NC last night, North Carolina? It broke my heart, Ralph. I grew up in Greensboro um, you know, until I was 11 when I moved up, or 10 when I moved up to Massachusetts. And uh, I grew up a Tar Heel Blue fan, and uh, I, I took a three-hour nap, I was telling Robbie, just before the game so I could stay up and watch it, because I don't, I don't stay up very late at night. I stay up to, mm -hmm. listen, I stay up to listen to you on the radio. But, oh, that's good. Because your show is fantastic. But, Thank you. But got, got the, they blew the largest halftime lead in the history of the tournament. And, uh, you know, the third largest in the history of the tournament, but the largest in the history of the championship game. It broke my heart. And they, they went from playing competitive, compassionate defense in the first half to just looking like they went into the locker room and drank a whole case of Red Bull and then came out and they were just reckless. Broke my heart. Yeah, I mean, it's all, about, it's all about defense. You know, if you play defense, you have a shot. If you stop playing defense, well, the other team creeps back in the ballgame. That's what happened. I didn't see it, but I, I got the rundown. It was, it, it was just a tale of two halves. It really was. And that's what Kansas has been this year, a tale of two halves. They've been playing great in the second half. And I thought for sure North Carolina was going to win that game. And I was going to be jumping up and down and waking up my whole apartment complex. But nope, didn't happen. What do you think of the, pardon me, I'm outside there, what do you think of the state of college basketball these days? Are you happy with it? I love it. Because these guys still actually play. I mean, it's, it's not like the NBA where they just go down and shoot threes every, every time they get the ball. They're, they're actually, these guys are actually playing defense. The coaches actually care. I love college basketball. What actually, about the NBA? I know Robbie's feelings on the NBA, much like mine. What do you think about the NBA current day? 
I have a very hard time watching the NBA, but I'd have a very enjoyable time watching LeBron James missing the playoffs this year. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> Because there's, there's, there's not an athlete that I despise more than LeBron James. Because of his political leanings or something else? That and just the way that he, uh, you know, he, he was the reason Russell Westbrook became a Laker. And Russell Westbrook had a bad game a couple nights ago, and LeBron threw him under the bus, started trashing him. And he, I just, I just I think the guy doesn't care about anything but himself. I think he's an egomaniac. And I, I can't stand him. And just to see the fact that the Lakers aren't even going to make the play-in tournament this year, which is, a, I guess, a new thing, that the, tenth, the ninth and tenth seeds get to have a play-in yep. game, and they're going to miss that. That just brings brings a little uh, smile to my face, Ralph, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I wish I could take to the guy. I just can't. I never could. It never was my cup of tea. But what do you think of Tiger Woods making an attempt? I think it's great. I mean, it, you know, Tiger's had a rough past, a rough history, but uh, if he plays in the Masters, it's going to make it that much more interesting to watch. I, I mean, he's shooting a practice round today. I, I, I'm rooting for the guy. I really am. I think everybody... You know, I, talk, I, you know, I talked to a good friend of mine who's very in with his caddy in the past, and he said the Tiger Woods that he knows is nothing like his public persona, it's kind of like he's afraid to let his thoughts be known, whatever they may be. He, he's very guarded. He said that he's an enjoyable guy to be around privately, but not so much the public. He's aloof. You know, that's just his style. It's very interesting. Was it this was this was some was this was his former caddy or his current? This is his former caddy. I don't know the guy's name, but my friend is a guy that works for ESPN. A very well-known guy. I hesitate in bringing up his name because the last time I brought up his name on the air, he got a lot of backlash. I didn't want to do it. I don't know who's listening, but I'll just keep him private for, in the meantime. Very close with the caddy that had bad blood with Tiger, I think. I'm not quite sure. I'm not up on golf that much. But he's, he had nothing but good things to say about Tiger's personality uh, off the course. But, you know, he was very guarded. And, again, he had a very uh, checkered past with all the women and everything, so he had things to hide back then, but he privately, he was still a good guy, he said, but, you know, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it seems like that's the world of golf, in a nutshell, right there. They, they, nobody on the golf course seems to have much of a personality, so I guess that's just the sport itself, but Tiger especially is understandable. When he won the Masters a few years ago, what was your reaction? How did you feel about that? Um, I, I, I thought it was, uh, it was a great accomplishment, you know, being as what he went through, but I, I don't see it as something that... I thought that... What can I say? Um, I never cared for the guy ever, so I wasn't that happy about what he did because I think, frankly, he treated people poorly throughout his whole reign. I mean, when he was on top, he really treated the little guy not very well. I mean, when you saw spectators try to get close and you saw him shun all these spectators, all these golf fans that loved him so much, you can't really think that highly of the guy. But, I mean, it's funny. He, at one time, Sean, he was the best ever. I have to give him that. When he was on his game... Nobody better. And I saw all these guys. I saw Trevino. I saw Player. I saw Nicholas. I think he was better than any of them. I definitely agree with that. Like you said, at one time he was the best ever. And that Masters win was just absolutely, that came out of nowhere. He wasn't supposed to ever win another another major. 
and watch him come out this weekend and win the thing. I mean, it's not going to happen, but it's like my father said this morning, you never know. I can't separate personality from ability sometimes, Sean. If a guy's a nice guy, I'm rooting for him with my heart and soul. And if another guy is a great guy on the field but a, a bastard to people in real life, I'm kind of, I want him to fall on his face. It's kind of like the LeBron James thing that you brought up. It's like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely makes sense. Absolutely. What these guys, I revel in their failures sometimes. That's not, <laughs> that's not a good trait of mine, but it's true, you know. And I heard you mention about how uh, the Yankees and his budget. You know, this, this whole thing that he's got a budget and he's not spending and that Cashman has a job for eternity, it's got to hurt the Yankees in the long run. Well, it's like Robbie was saying when he was on earlier. Like the, the, the Oakland A's traded Sean Manaya to the Padres. He's making $9 million this year. Why didn't the Yankees go get him? Why didn't the Red Sox yeah. go get him? Like, it's like the Yankees have the, this unlimited amount of money, and they're not spending it. It's, it makes no sense. And I, and I don't blame it all on Brian Cashman. I think it's coming from up above saying, no, we're not going above a certain threshold. I mean, do you agree with that? Um, you got to draw the line, otherwise you're just a fool. I mean, they, when they spend the money like water and they they just throw money at it. Now, for instance, the Mets running after Scherzer the way they did, a mistake. I heard Robbie say it at the end of the conversation. He was right. You both, you both said it. And, uh, you know, the guy's nearing 40 or he's 40 already. You can't throw millions and millions at a guy that can, you know, hurt his arm on one bad move. The same is to be said about throwing... Uh, millions at these, these at one player i don't like the whole attitude of um putting all the eggs in one basket getting that one guy that one superstar the way the yankees used to do and think you have you bought yourself a world series it doesn't doesn't work that way they play uh, steve cohen is playing checkbook baseball Twitter baseball, Twitter, Twitter baseball, baseball too. Yep, yep. <laughs> the guy can't shut. The guy can't shut up for a minute. You had Wilpon, you never heard from him. Now you got this guy that can't. They can't shut up. But again, you know, you got to be happy as a Met fan in a certain way. But they're cursed, <clears throat> Sean. They're cursed. This team just can't get out of their own way. Something inevitably goes wrong. It's like I said to start the show. Only the Mets. Only the Mets. What about the Red Sox this year? What do you think? Well, I think it all depends on their, their pitching. Uh, I think they have a, a stacked lineup. I love the Trevor Story signing. Um, you know, I think Bogarts is going to be gone after this year, so Story can obviously, he's going to play second this year, can shift over to shortstop next year. But it all depends on the pitching. I mean, we're leaning on Nathan Ivaldi, who's been injured several times to be our ace. Uh, our bullpen, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in our bullpen? Our bullpen's a disaster waiting to happen. I mean, Matt Barnes is our de facto closer was throwing 98 miles an hour last year he's topping out at 92 in the preseason so it, it all comes down to pitching and defense we had one of the worst defensive teams in the league last year and Cora managed to sneak 92 wins out of him and get him to an ALCS so it's, it's got to come down to pitching and we'll see I you know part of Chris Sale is I was talking with my father about this the other day is that he always falls apart in the second half of the year well, he's not going to be healthy till the second half of the year. So maybe that's a blessing in disguise in some type of way. Well, you may be right. I'll throw one at you, and I'll say goodbye, and, and you take other calls, as I know many people want to talk to you. That, that Beltron thing, now he's, he's actually talking about the cheating scandal for the first time. 
Now, he's an announcer now, or a color guy for the Yankees or something. I didn't quite uh, gather which way, which he's doing. He's but on he the, said, yes. He's um, on the he, yes Network, yeah. yeah. Oh, the Yes Network, right. He comes out, he starts to talk about, yes, we were in the wrong, yes, all that. Then he, he leaks out something about Aaron Judge signing the contract that you hear talk about constantly, how he's not going to sign, he is going to sign. Beltran has this in with these players, and he said that he's signing. Um, Carlos Beltran steps in it, whatever he does. When he went for that Mets job, he said a few things, and they found out a bit about his past. They, you know, they, they, they threw him out. He wasn't a candidate anymore. He's got the Yankees, um, he's got the Yankees uh, job on yes, and he sticks his foot in it the moment he gets on the air. Did you hear about that? I did. I did. What do you think about that? About the cheating scandal? Well, the cheating scandal, he said a little more than I was surprised because he actually came out and kind of convicted himself on, you know, on what he did because he was the main guy in that whole scandal, you know. He was the he was the uh, coordinator. You know, it's interesting. I was listening to Boston Sports Radio yesterday and Chris Sale came on the radio and they asked him about Carlos Beltran and about mm-hmm. the whole cheating scandal. And Chris Sale said, you know, it's about time we move on from this whole thing. He goes, because I know for damn sure the Astros were not the only team doing that. That there were multiple teams that were cheating. So was he accusing the Red Sox of cheating that year? Like, I, I took that comment a, a couple different ways. I wasn't quite sure what to make of that. Do you know that, the che- that cheating goes back as a tradition in baseball? I mean, you can say it in sports, too, but that whole thing, you know, uh, people in the bullpen looking in, sending signals, you know, people throwing uh, grease balls and, and spitballs and the whole work, corking bats. It, it used to be called gamesmanship. Now it's called cheating. I'm not promoting it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not telling you it's the way to go about your business, but um, I don't think the Astros automatically had a win you know, just because they had the upper hand on the cheating end of it, I think they, I think they earned the victory more than anything else. I really believe that. And you know, and, and the thing is too, like cheating, like if you're going to cheat, do it the old-fashioned way. Like if you're on second base and you see a pitcher tipping his pitches, tell the guy in the dugout, yeah, he's he's tipping his pitches. He's you know, if he's going to throw a curveball, his his hand is behind his back a little more than in front. Or you know, right. if the catcher's using the same three signs. You're like, well, we know what he's calling now. That's old-fashioned sign stealing. That's part of the game, but not when you start using uh, having guys out in the outfield with video cameras, relaying it into the dugout with Apple watches, like the Red Sox got accused of a few years ago, and yeah. guys in the video room. Like that's just not like you said gamesmanship. That's not gamesmanship. That's just flat-out garbage. You know, do it the old-fashioned way. That's that's that makes it fun, I think. Or there is sophisticated cheating now, you know, in this, this age of technology, the cheating is going to become more sophisticated than ever before. Absolutely. And they got these guys, you know, because it used to be, I used to stand at shortstop and uh, get all kinds of signs from every, every angle. I knew the third base coach's signs. I knew everything that was going on. I'd relay them to my dugout. This was sophisticated stuff for, for my day, but now you got high-tech stuff going on, a whole new ball game. But anyway, hey, hey, listen, Sean, it's been a pleasure, man. Hey, Ralph, thank you so much for calling in, and I look forward to listening to you this week. WPAT, 930 AM, folks. Ralph Romeo, 
our good buddy here. Thank you so much, okay. Ralph. Oh, thank you, buddy. I'll listen to the rest of the program. Have yourself a good day. I'll be listening to you tonight. Thank you. 8 o'clock, folks. Bye. Okay, be well. All right, that was our good buddy Ralph Romeo there. Folks, we're going to take a quick break here, quarter of. We'll be back for a few more minutes coming up soon. Thank you. With your skin, it's the only skin you're in. Know what's good and bad to do. Find the right and wrong for you. It's time to learn what it's about. Cause indoor tanning is out. UV lamps from a tanning bed, they can turn your skin beat red. Wrinkles come from the UV light, and age spots make you a frightful sight. With UV light, it gets worse. Skin cancer is a wicked curse. Don't be the one that's tan and dead. Use your brain, use your head. It's time you learn what it's about. Cause indoor tanning is out. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down? Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock. On Bridger County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBRFM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. Larry Kretka here from Nothing But Old 45s inviting you to check out my brand new show here on WTBR called Sweet Country Music. Some of the best country music I've ever recorded like Dolly Parton, Alan Jackson, Patsy Cline, and a lot more. Plus, every show contains a comedy segment that'll put a smile on your face. Sweet Country Music, 11 a.m. Sunday mornings here on 89.7 WTBR-FM. Pittsfield Community Radio. Sweet Country Music. Wheeling the Pathways of Life is a snapshot of the day-to-day experiences of disabled individuals as they navigate the world around us. We wish to shed light on and open your eyes to a new perspective of people with disabilities. Listen to Wheeling the Pathways of Life every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. on WTBR 89.7 FM with a live simulcast on Access Pittsfield, cable channel 1301. Hands can do incredible things. This is the sound of 326 hands playing Mozart. This is the sound of 10,942 hands showing appreciation. 64 hands building a house for the homeless. 142 hands swimming a triathlon. 18 hands winning the big game. And this is the sound of two hands helping to save a life. It's called Hands Only CPR and it's recommended by the American Heart Association. If an adult suddenly collapses, call 911, then push hard and fast in the center of their chest until help arrives. It's incredibly easy and effective. Hands can do incredible things, but nothing compares to using them to help save a life. 
Find out more about this latest method of CPR at handsonlycpr.org. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. Okay, welcome back to the last few minutes here. 413-445-5943, WTBR Sports Talk here in Pittsfield. Just to kind of wrap up our segment of the last little over 45 minutes or so, just a few notes here. Um, I'm very happy for the Carolina Tar Heels that they made it to the final championship game. Heartbreaking loss last night, but... They will forever get to say that they knocked Coach K out. They handed him the last two losses of his career. That makes me a very happy person. But I know most of you listening are not from the Carolina region, but it's actually pretty nice. Nice and cool to see that happen. Uh, We have opening day in baseball coming up on Thursday. The Red Sox and the Yankees square off. Can't ask for much of a better matchup than that. Alongside of that, we have the Masters. What a weekend this is going to be in sports. You just got to love sports. It's a great weekend for sports. The Red Sox are, I think they have the ability to make the playoffs. I don't see them winning the American League East this year. I think the the Toronto Blue Jays, excuse me, are stacked uh, from top to bottom. Their rotation is ridiculous. Their lineup is ridiculous. Uh, the Yankees, as Robbie talked about earlier, their, their pitching staff is, is, after Garrett Cole, there's a bunch of question marks going on there. The uh, Rays just traded Austin Meadows this morning for prospects you've never heard of, which is what the Rays do. They Every time they get a halfway decent player, they just say, yeah, we're going to get rid of you. So he's gone now. So the Rays are still going to be there. They're always there. I mean, they they... they they're a pitching machine. They just they just develop these pitchers down in the minor leagues that are just ridiculously unbelievable that, that when they come up and you're like, who is this guy? And he ends up being a Cy Young contender. So the Rays are going to be there. The Orioles are the Orioles. They're horrible. Um, they continue to tank. Um, part of the new collective bargaining agreement in baseball is a lottery system for the draft, which is good, which is going to encourage teams not to tank, which needs to happen because when you have a billionaire owner that the Orioles have and you're not spending any money on a team and you continue to put out a losing product, it's just it's not good for the sport. And a lot of people get on the Red Sox ownership for not caring but they continuously every year have a top three payroll in the league. They put out a winning product, so I have no qualms with the Red Sox ownership whatsoever. I think the division is going to be between all four teams. We're discounting the Baltimore Orioles, as I said, because they are pathetic. But those top four teams all considerably could make the playoffs. I mean, they've expanded the playoffs in Major League Baseball. They've added two more teams. So there could be four American League East teams that could make the playoffs this year, which could be very, very interesting. So that's baseball. The Oakland A's continue to ruin the sport by trading Sean Mania to the Padres, Matt Olson to the Braves, Matt Chapman to the Blue Jays. They had a team this year that, if they hadn't traded people, maybe acquired, I don't know, a Freddie Freeman, go out and spend a little bit of money. 
They could have been a World Series contender, but that owner needs to bag it and get out of there. They want a new stadium. That ain't going to happen. Not with how they run things. Uh, poor Mets. Jacob deGrom out for two and a half months. Max Scherzer's hurt. Um, like I said earlier, I'm still reveling in the fact that uh, LeBron James is going to miss the playoffs this year. I cannot stand him. And I think that is very enjoyable that he's going to miss the playoffs. But anyway, if anybody wants to chime in, it's 413-445-5943. Tiger Woods is going to have a tryout today, a practice round, to see if he feels like he has the ability to compete in the Masters. That should be very interesting. I hope he does. Golf is better with Tiger Woods playing. Think of him what you will as a person. Uh, the Masters has their annual par 3 tournament tomorrow which is very enjoyable to watch a lot of old timers come out and play and uh i think jack nicholson is not going to play this year jack nicholas excuse me not jack nicholas jack nicholson the actor from the shining that'd be interesting if he picked up a golf club but i don't think that's going to happen but it should be very interesting to, to to this weekend the masters it's always it's the most beautiful course in golf and uh can't wait to see that I uh, got to give a shout out to South Carolina basketball women's team for winning the championship. Uh, that was good for them. That's the first time that uh, UConn has ever lost a championship game under Gino Ariemi. Excuse my pronunciation if I pronounced that wrong, but uh, that was great for South Carolina. Um, the Celtics looking good. They're rolling at the right time. We're going into the NBA playoffs. I know we talked about how much the NBA is very difficult to watch but losing Robert Williams is a is a kind of a shot to the Celtics it's unfortunate that they lost him but they're saying his timetable is is back they call him the time lord because he was late to his own press conference when they drafted him so you never know with him what a timetable is going to mean so that's very interesting we should see what happens with the Celtics I think that their coach has done a great job of finally the second half of the season realizing how to utilize Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum at the same time people were calling for one of the two to be traded which I think is absolutely asinine you cannot trade two of those one or two of those guys they're arguably top 20 in the league I would not touch that trade with a 10-foot pole if I was the Celtics Glad Danny Ainge is out of there, and Brad Stevens has actually built a team that he should be coaching now. It's unfortunate that it had to take him to become a general manager to get the team that he wanted, but the Celtics are finally doing some good things in Boston. In football, the NFL, real quick, we got the draft coming up very soon. What are the Patriots going to do? What are the Giants going to do? The Giants need a quarterback. I don't care what anybody says about Daniel Jones. The Giants need a quarterback. The Patriots badly, badly need wide receivers. Belichick has missed on practically every wide receiver that he's drafted, so I don't expect it to come via the draft. They just acquired Devontae Parker from the Dolphins, who looks like he's got speed on the outside. If you give Mac Jones a couple outside threats I think the Patriots could be legit but right now I don't see them as a playoff team because they're very slow on defense their defense got exposed in the playoffs last year up front in the middle the run the teams ran all over them they got exposed they need linebacker help I hope they draft strictly defense this year maybe trade for another wide receiver oh by the way 
Odell Beckham Jr. still out there. Look what happened when you put Odell Beckham Jr. in a good place. The Giants, it was a disaster. The Browns, disaster. You put him on the Rams with a coach like Sean McVay, look what he did. He was an outstanding, upstanding citizen last year. I think that Odell Beckham Jr. would be a perfect fit for the Patriots. Give him a one-year deal, incentive-laden. I think he'd be perfect. Mac Jones needs help. They re-signed Trent Brown, the, the offensive lineman who's about three times the size of me, which is huge. So if they draft linebackers, get a little help up front, Christian Barmore is going to be a year older. He's kind of reminds me of a young Vince Wilfork, a little bit smaller, but I like that fit. Um, get somebody up next to him. Got to slow the run game down because that's how, that's how they got exposed last year. So I think the Patriots... I could see them winning 10 games with the roster they have right now, just like they did last year. But I think they need help defensively big time. And that's Belichick's bread and butter is his defense. And uh, that's what he is known as, as a defensive guy. So let's go out and uh, draft some defensive players. There's a lot of good linebackers coming out of college in this draft. This is uh, not the year for a quarterback, Kyle uh, from Pittsburgh there. I can't remember his last name. Um, that's all they're talking about is the size of his hands. Like, who really cares about the size of a guy's hands? But anyway, that's um, about it with the NFL. Uh, the Eagles and the Saints this morning made a trade. They exchanged eight draft picks. Don't know what the heck that's all about. That's a very interesting deal. Um, still can't believe Tom Brady came out of retirement. This makes me sick. But he looked around the league and realized that he could win the NFC. The NFC has gotten drastically weak. Devontae Adams went from Green Bay to the Raiders. I mean, look at his... I mean, they traded Matt Ryan out of Atlanta. Marcus Mariota now leads the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Jameis Winston, the interception-proven Jameis Winston, is the quarterback of the Saints. But Brady got his wish again, and he's one of those egomaniacs. He got Bruce Arians out. He wasn't going to come back and play for Bruce Arians, and he got him out of there. And Todd Bowles is now the head coach. Todd Bowles is a defensive guy, so Brady's basically going to be a player coach. Player coach. Him and Byron Leftwich. And um, it's uh, he had to be the egomaniac that he is. He announced his retirement the week of the Super Bowl, and he announced he was coming out of retirement during March Madness. So Tom Brady, good for you. Congratulations on getting your name in the spotlight yet again. But uh, baseball picks, real fast here. we got one minute left. I think that the Toronto Blue Jays are going to win the American League East. And I think that the New York Mets are going to win, despite the injuries to Scherzer and DeGrom. I believe the New York Mets will win the NL East. So should be a very fun baseball season. I'm glad the owners and the players got their heads out of their derriers and figured out a way to make a collective bargaining agreement happen. We have baseball. Thursday is going to be a fantastic day. Opening round of the Masters. Opening day in baseball. Red Sox, Yankees, Garrett Cole, Nathan Evaldi. Be there. Make sure you watch. It is going to be a special day of sports. Clear your calendars. Watch these games. Watch the Masters this weekend. Tiger Woods, please make it in. 
Okay, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of WTBR Sports Talk. We will be here next Tuesday. Hopefully my partner in crime, Robbie, will be back. It was, thank you for listening. Thank you for your calls. Everybody have a great week. God bless.